This is a quest for the truth, featuring Kevin Watts. Good day, everyone. Here are the five things that I believe. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and was seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty, which shall come back to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, life everlasting. Amen. I believe ordinary people can accomplish extraordinary things. I believe the family unit is the key, the linchpin, if you will, to a just and orderly society. I believe the only way for prosperity on individual as well as societal level is through the free market capitalism, entrepreneurial system, and political freedom. I believe America is the greatest country in the world. And with that, I wanted to go on to my topic today. I wanted to talk about uh, plagiarism in music. Uh, recently, Ed Sheridan won a victory over uh, part of the estate of Marvin Gaye in their lawsuit claiming that he had plagiarized his music. Which is interesting because eight years ago, uh, the estate of Marvin Gaye won a plagiarism case against Pharrell and uh, Robin Thicke for their song. And I've listened to all four songs and I I'm not, I love music, but I'm not a musical expert by any means. But I don't see where the plagiarism came in in either case. Uh, artists have to have that flexibility to be able to create. Certainly you don't want a situation of Millie Vanilli where they just totally, uh, totally copy the song. You don't want that to happen. That's, that's crazy. What they did, they they got what they got. Uh, but at the same time, and also a lot of these rap artists used to sample other people's work in order to create their their art form. And if you notice, there's a lot less of that now in the hip hop world because there was a lawsuit a few years back that the rappers lost, the about artists lost that lawsuit. So you don't hear as much sampling as you used to from the rap world. And I think a, a lot of it is you, I understand both sides. I understand Ed Sheridan's point. Look, if you, if, if I, I have to have some flexibility to be creative or else there would be nothing for me to create. And I also understand the Marvin Gaye's family and their and and that uh, that person who was actually the, one of the co-writers to that to the song uh, that actually filed this recent lawsuit. So I, I understand both sides. I understand the that they want to protect their intellectual property, which is absolutely fundamental to. Uh, to capitalism, because if you're not free to create, 
you have you don't have the incentive to create if you know that five minutes later someone's going to take your work, steal your work, and use it for their benefit. You lose the incentive to create. So I understand that part of it as well. My solution is, let's take it out of the court proceedings. Let's gather a group of musical experts together from from the past, the present, and yes, even the future, and from all aspects of the music business. The writers, the creators, the, the entertainers, the producers, uh, people who who are the experts in the field. So that you're not leaving this situation, situations like this to a jury who, in all fairness, may not know a thing about music as far as the, create, the creation of it. I mean, we all, most of us enjoy music to one, to a certain, one extent or another and different genres of music. But there are not a whole lot of people out there who are experts in music. I mean, how many people can read music? Not many. I would, let alone decipher what a three chord, uh, what a three chord um, charm is. So I propose and take it out of the courts. Let a group of musicians and experts, music experts, musical experts who are actual experts in the field, to decide these cases. And this way, you don't have the the crazy verdicts like. The one for Marvin Gaye's first song. Interestingly enough, both of these major lawsuits were carried about by people who were associated with Marvin Gaye, which I find to be interesting. So this way, you don't have you don't have these wildly different verdicts because the Edge, to me, uh, Ed Sheridan's case had less uh, had, had no copyright infringement at all. And I don't even see where the copyright infringement was with the other record that Pharrell and Robin Thicke sang. So I think to to take it out of that sphere and put it in a sphere where the professionals are is a better fit. And they can decide whether or not this passes the smell test in terms of copyright infringement. And if there is copyright penalty, of course the penalty should be severe. But I think you have to have a consistent line to follow here, so to speak. You have to have some consistency in these verdicts. Because what it does, it all it does is incentivize people to sue, number one. And number two, it makes lawyers rich, which I have nothing against lawyers making money. But let's make money for a legitimate reason, not this. And so my hope is that all the parties would get together so that it doesn't have to come to having to go to court where it can jeopardize someone's career when they were honestly just trying to make their own form of music. And again... I understand both sides of the issue. I understand people want to protect their intellectual property. That's totally appropriate and absolutely necessary in order to incentivize people to create. On the other hand, 
the artists that are performing the current record should have the opportunity and the and the flexibility to create their magic without fear of being sued five minutes later. So I propose that as a way to uh, keep keep the keep this this issue out of the courts. If you cannot come to a reasonable agreement between the two parties, uh, by all means, go to court. But I I still think that it would be nice if you had a some sort of commission or some sort of body uh, to look at the case, look at the merits of the case, and see which side, if any, has any merit to the issue. And it's important. Uh, this is an important case in terms of intellectual property. Uh, so we want to get this right. We don't want to discourage people from creating new music. At the same time, we do want to protect people's intellectual property. I think that's ex- both, both things are extremely important. And the way to go about that, I believe, is to have a commission or some sort of body of musicians, producers, writers, creators who can sit down and judge uh, the music. People who know a lot more of the technical side of music than I do or you do. And if they, and again, there's some sort of arbitration. And again, if that doesn't work, then by all means, you have to go to court. So that's my solution to the Ed Sheraton case for people who don't like the verdict or people who didn't like the Robin Thicke Pharrell verdict. I think it'll go a long way towards solving this issue. And the most important thing is that people have the First Amendment right to express themselves and create. And we have the right to judge that on the basis of how good the Excuse me, how good the talent is. And we do that through where we put our money. So let's do that. My name is Kevin Watts, and I'm on the quest. I'm on a quest for the truth. Won't you join me? This is Kevin Watts. This is an addition to the previous podcast. Uh, Billy Vanilli actually uh, lip sang their music. That was the crime that they committed against the industry. So I wanted to make sure that the record was straight on that. All right. Uh, so, but my point still stands that, you know, they didn't do the right thing and they got punished for it. So anyone that doesn't do the right thing as far as it deserves to be punished for what they did. And my name is Kevin Watts, and I'm still on a quest for the truth. Won't you join me?